So let's spend a few minutes looking back on the Cheez-It Bowl and the Alamo Bowl from Wednesday night. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the Big 12 site that uh, you guys really want to credit you and thank you. Have helped blow up in a way that I never thought was uh, possible over the last, especially six to eight months. It's really been on this trajectory for the better part of uh, 14 to 15 months, but the last six to eight have been incredible. And it's really uh, because of you guys. And I can't thank you enough for that. So uh, we had a couple of games on Wednesday night, a couple of big 12 bowl games on Wednesday night. We'll take them in order. Clemson beating Iowa state in the cheese it bowl. And you know, this was a, a tough spot for Iowa state. All right. Uh, we found out by the way, on game day that Mike Rose leader on defense, top linebacker in the Big 12, was not going to be playing in this game. Of course, Brees Hall, running back, was not going to be playing in this game. Two-time Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. So it was just a tough spot overall for the Iowa State Cyclones. Going up against a Clemson team that, sure, was not having its usual Clemson season, but still finished 10-3. and I know it's not up to Dabo Sweeney's standards, they're not going to a college football playoff, but it's not a bad team, all right, by any stretch of the imagination. And it was a low-scoring affair, which is what we expected, and Iowa State came up on the losing end. And, you know, uh, there were a couple of very Brock Purdy-esque moments, right? I mean, there was the interception that he tried to, like, spike like a volleyball. So Purdy was back in the pocket, threw the ball, it got tipped up in the air, and then Purdy himself jumped up, tried to basically spike the ball. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, he looked like a guy playing beach volleyball on his 10th beer who thinks he's going in for a sick spike, and then he ends up like floating it in the air. It gets picked off by Clemson, and they end up with a pick six. I mean, it was if you haven't seen the replay, it was it was bad. It was bad. And then the game ended on a fourth down. Brock Purdy gets the first down with his legs, crosses the line of scrimmage. He's about three, four, five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. And then he gets stripped by a Clemson defender. The ball goes backwards behind the first down marker. Purdy recovers it, but it's not a first down anymore because he's behind the first down marker after getting stripped beyond the first down marker. And that's how the game ended. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy way for that game to end. Um, And, you know, what I found weird, by the way, is like the dunking on Brock Purdy. I don't know Brock Purdy. I don't know Brock Purdy's family. I don't know anything about Brock Purdy personally. What I know is Brock Purdy is in many ways the face of, of the turnaround on the field for Iowa State football. Now, he would probably be deferential and say it's the entire program, Coach Campbell, all my teammates, and it's true. He, it's not because of Brock Purdy, but he's a big part of that. He's a big part of the fact that Iowa State is now a, a program that I believe is year in, year out, top 25 in the country, is recruiting well. I mean, they just recruited, by the way, a top 30 class on the early signing period. That's unheard of for Iowa State football. And that trajectory is only continuing because of what Brock Purdy, and by the way, yes, the rest of the senior class did. Like, I, 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 and I don't get, like, how many other Big 12 fans 
treat Brock Purdy as if he's some loudmouth, unlikable, like Baker Mayfield-esque guy. And I never hated Baker Mayfield. I'm just using him as an example. Like Big 12 fans who hated Baker Mayfield, I got it. He was brash. He was bold. He was in your face. Uh, he was arrogant at times. Like I, I understood that. I understood Big 12 fans who weren't OU fans who enjoyed seeing Baker Mayfield fail. That I got. I don't get it for Brock Purdy. Like, there's nothing about Brock Purdy that screams to me, arrogant, in your face, unlikable. I mean, maybe he didn't live up to the expectations that many of us expected from two years ago. Right, like you think about two years ago at this time, going into the 2020 season, you know, people thought Brock Purdy could develop himself into a first-round NFL draft pick. I don't see that being the case at all. No way, no how. Uh, I'm not enough of a draft guru to know if he'll get picked. I mean, he should just based on my intuition. Without being a draft guru, I'd take a flyer on Brock Purdy in you know mid to late round. I I would absolutely do it, but. You know, is he a first-round guy? No, I no, I, I'd be stunned if if that ever came to fruition. But the way that people are like, yeah, look at Brock. Oh my gosh, look at another terrible play, fumble. Oh boy, Brock Purdy's a mess. Boy, this guy, unbelievable. Like, why? What are we getting? I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm not here to be Brock Purdy's biggest defender. I just don't get it. I just genuinely don't get it. Um. So, you know, Iowa State lost the game. They finished 7-6. and six. And, you know, I wish Jarrell Brock would have had, like, a coming-out party at running back. He finished with 14 carries for 42 yards. Not a great game by any stretch of the imagination. But I just I couldn't quite figure out why there was so much love around dunking on Brock Purdy. I, I couldn't. And Iowa State finishes with a disappointing season. But I don't believe it should tarnish the legacy of this group of seniors, of this group of guys from Purdy to Kohler to, to Rose to Greg Eisworth who really helped redefine what Iowa State football is. Yeah, I mean, this year's a disappointment. Iowa State fans can be and should be disappointed in this season. You finish with the same record at Texas Tech. Who the heck's predicted that back in August? Not me. I thought they'd be playing for a second straight Big 12 title. It is fair to be disappointed. You can be and should be disappointed with what this team brought back and the talent that was on this team based on what they accomplished last season. And it shouldn't matter that six of their or five of their six losses were by a score or less. Shouldn't matter. I mean, this isn't horseshoes. Being close doesn't matter. But with all that being said, I don't believe that this tarnishes the image uh, or the brand of this specific group of Iowa State football players. I don't believe it should do that. I, I believe that this is one of those things that, um, you know, sometimes a team just hangs around together too long, right? I mean, it happens. You're not pushing each other enough, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's in practice, whether it's on the field during the games. And I'm not saying that happened with this Iowa State team, but that can happen. It's not unheard of that it happens, all right? So I, I'm just looking at this and saying, disappointing season, but hey, if you think, if you're like um, a casual college football fan and you think this is the end of Iowa State football being you know, a contender and that you know guys like Matt Campbell should have left when he had the chance, 
you don't know what he's been doing on the recruiting trail. You just don't. Hunter Deckers, I mean, I've been hearing for two years that Hunter Deckers is the kind of guy who can actually have a better year uh, and be a better quarterback than Brock Purdy was. Maybe not better career numbers because Purdy's, you know, been so good for so long. But just in terms of big picture, being able to be that guy that can keep Iowa State competitive in the Big 12, all indications are he can do it. Every indication is that he can do it. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens from here on out. Because one thing that was obvious to me, too, is that the Iowa State twos, like some of the backups who were playing yesterday, they can hang with a program like Clemson. And that's something that just a couple of years ago was not possible. There's way more depth on this football team and within this program than there's been, I would say, ever. So the cheese at Bowl, Iowa State coming up short, but uh, not a stunner at all. Not a stunner at all. Pete Mundo with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's always good to be with you. Uh, before we get to, by the way, the Alamo Bowl game, let me tell you about my friends at my bookie. Yes, my bookie will match your deposit up to $1,000 when you use our promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. And the college football playoff is this weekend. Plenty of bowl games, still three BIG12 bowl games left. NFL, then the NFL playoffs. Uh, get in now because there's plenty to make your uh, place your bets on, whether it's our picks or you want to fade our picks. Maybe not the worst idea in the world, depending on which pick you want to roll with. Uh, my bookie will take care of you. They're special longtime partners of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. We're super grateful that they have been a loyal partner of ours. And we hope that, you know, uh, one way to help this site, all our content is free, is to have some fun at a place like my bookie. Support our sponsors. And that means using our promo code at mybookie.com with our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, to double your sign-up bonus. There's no, like, unlocking it after X amount of bets. You just put in 200, you get 400, 500, you get 1,000, and you're off to the races, placing all the bets that you want at mybookie.com with our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12. All right, let's uh, get into here this Alamo Bowl game. Oklahoma taking on Oregon and rolling to a 47-32 victory over the Ducks. This was such a feel-good game. With Bob Stoops, the interim head coach, on the sidelines, his son Drake Stoops making a great catch, a touchdown grab, uh, seeing Bob embrace his kid after that touchdown catch, that was just college football at its best. And here's the story. We'll get to the game itself. But here was the story for Oklahoma. The story for Oklahoma was the fact that when this program, I don't want to say they were on the brink, but in today's environment with the transfer portal, you can have top players decide, you know what, I'm done, I'm gone, I'm leaving tomorrow, no ifs, ands, or buts. And Lincoln Riley, with how he left, with where he went, with the manner in which all of that went down, I always believe that Oklahoma is the kind of place that is going to, you know, get a great head coach, that is going to be a blue blood. But you know what? We've seen that not happen for too long at places like, heck, where he went, USC, right? At places like Florida, who have certainly had good stretches, but have not lived up to that blue blood expectation since Urban Meyer left. It can unravel very quickly, and it can unravel quicker today than it's ever unraveled. 
in college football because of the transfer portal. And when push came to shove, Bob Stoops, when this program needed him, Bob Stoops gave up his cushy TV job and said, I'm here for you. I will coach you guys. I will be the interim man. I will go out and recruit for you guys. Bob Stoops was in recruits' homes over the last month, recruiting for this team, doing everything he had to do to make sure that he sold these guys on the idea that Oklahoma is bigger than one coach and one person. And he's right, by the way. It is. Oklahoma is way bigger than Lincoln Riley. But here's the thing. We live in this environment. We live in a world where everything is about the moment. Everything is about the short term. Everything about what is good for me today. And we forget the branding around in Oklahoma. We forget what that's like. We forget what that means. And Bob Stoops hit the pause button and reminded everybody of that. From not just OU recruits to OU players to OU fans to the OU administration to the athletic department. That's what Bob Stoops did over the past month selflessly for this team because he loves this program, because he loves this university. And he deserves all the credit in the world for that. And this team, this is why it was so heavy on OU minus seven in this game. Yes, Oregon was missing guys, but so was Oklahoma, all right? I mean, all the talk, Oregon missing 30 players. I mean, okay, Oklahoma wasn't missing 30 guys, but they were missing a lot of studs who are going to be playing at the next level. But OU showed up, and they played for Bob Stoops. They played for the brand. They played for the logo on the side of the helmet and the name across the chest, the front side, not the back side. That's who those guys played for. And Bob Stoops deserves all the credit for that because if they didn't have a guy like Bob Stoops ready to step in in that moment with his uh, reputation, his legacy, what he's done, I don't know how OU looks different today. That, that moment of Lincoln Riley leaving and how he left could have set Oklahoma football back five years and maybe longer because they'll be in the SEC in the next five years. But now, I feel like this program is not missing a beat. Going from Bob Stoops, handing off the you know uh, reins, giving the keys, whatever phrase you want to use to Brent Venables, appears to be a very smooth process, an effective process, and one that I think Oklahoma's going to be just fine. Just fine with Brent Venables. They'll be a favorite to win the Big 12 next season. Uh, and yes, you know, Lincoln Riley is an outstanding offensive mind, arguably the best in college football and maybe one of the best in the entire sport. I'm not taking that away from him, but you know what? What if Oklahoma now becomes a defensive powerhouse? Thanks to guys like Brent Venables yet still having a high flying offense with Jeff Levy, the Ole Miss offensive coordinator, OU alum coming to Norman to run the offense. What about that? What about Oklahoma going back to, you know, the program that it was, late 90s, early 2000s, mid-2000s, being led by its defense, that defensive line, linebacker, secondary studs all over the map. What about that coming back and being a defining principle of Oklahoma football, which just hasn't been in over a decade at this point? That can be a game changer. That can be exciting for this team. And Bob Stoops deserves a lot of credit. Now, you know, I'm also watching this game, 
And Kennedy Brooks went off three touchdown runs, 14 carries, 142 yards. Eric Gray had himself a game. Uh, you know, Marvin Mims had a big touchdown grab. And, and you know, I, it's just I think about a guy like Marvin Mims this year. And I don't know where Lincoln Riley's head was at. I don't know if we're ever going to know what Lincoln Riley was doing and when he was thinking it. It is amazing how underutilized Marvin Mims was this year, based on how good we all knew he was, based on what his talent level was. I'm just stunned. I mean, you look at Marvin Mims and the season that this guy had. I'm going to tally it up here real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Nine games this year that Marvin Mims had two or fewer receptions. Now, he only had a couple last night, but he had a huge touchdown grab, had a couple extra targets, and I'm saying this guy was so underutilized, so underutilized by Lincoln Riley this season, and I have no idea why. No idea. I don't know if we're ever going to know why. But there was also a lot of shade thrown at uh, Lincoln Riley last night on social media. Perrion Winfrey, defensive lineman, he didn't play in this game. He was... Uh, getting ready, or he is getting ready for the NFL draft. But he tweeted out during the Alamo Bowl on Wednesday night, quote, I wonder what the problem was. Clearly, clearly, Perrion Winfrey is referring to none other than Lincoln Riley. I mean, that's clear as day what was going on there. Uh, And the fact that OU players are calling out Lincoln Riley like they're not afraid to call out Lincoln Riley and these guys loved you could see it the guys who were playing in this game loved had a blast playing for Bob Stoops the enthusiasm the body language made that clear it's very different from what we saw for most of the 2021 season and you can make of that what you will but if we ever get an ESPN 30 for 30 on the Oklahoma Sooners 2021 football season uh, it is one I'm anxiously uh, awaiting and hoping that one day will be made because we deserve it, all right? We absolutely deserve it because it is just, I am so intrigued because this was the best team Lincoln Riley ever had. This was his most complete team that he ever had, and he didn't even get himself to a Big 12 championship. I mean, that's just, it's stunning. It's really stunning when you think about it. Uh, so there you go. I mean, that was that was a lot of fun, though. If you are an Oklahoma fan, ending the season on this kind of a note, and still, I mean, it was a down year, but you think about Oklahoma football, a down year is 11-2. and two. That's not a bad place to be. All right? It's not a bad place to be at all. Pete Munda with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to be with you as we look back on these couple of bowl games and uh, where the Big 12 is at right now when it comes to bowl games. Two and two overall. All right, they're two and two overall. You had a win by Texas Tech over Mississippi State. You had um, West Virginia losing to Minnesota. You had Iowa State losing to Clemson. And then you also had Oklahoma then beating Oregon. And I'll say this too, by the way, watching that Oregon team. You don't think Lincoln Riley is looking around the Pac-12 and saying, uh, not so bad. Not so bad for me to go to this league because there is not a lot of competition, especially with Mario uh, Cristobal leaving Oregon for Miami. Uh, it's a major rebuild, major rebuild that's got to happen there in some capacity with the amount of guys off to the NFL, transferring, bouncing from the program. 
Uh, Dan Lanning's got his hands full there, the Georgia defensive coordinator who is now taking over Oregon. That's it's, I'm just saying. And by the way, you're totally transforming Oregon from like this offensive, high-flying powerhouse to now Dan Lanning being a defensive guru taking over as head coach. You can say the same thing about OU. The difference is Brent Venables, all right? Brent Venables knows Oklahoma football as well as almost anybody, and he's got the right offensive guys in there to keep that mojo going on that side of the ball. So I think it's a little bit different going from Lincoln Riley to Brent Venables than it is going from, you know, Mayor of Cristobal over to a guy like Dan Lanning. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, I'll wrap it on this note as we got a, a couple of minutes here. The amount of cancellations in these college football bowl games. I mean, there could be one getting canceled right now. I don't know about because we're doing this show. It's really embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. And I know that, you know, COVID's a thing and we all want to be careful, but it feels like it's being used as a convenient excuse by some. Programs who, you know, maybe are a little light, don't want to necessarily get up for this game, whatever it might be, it feels like it's being used as an excuse and it also feels like it's devaluing these bowl games, which we knew was going to happen when the college football playoff came around. But it just sucks because the purity of college football that permeates out of these bowl games is part of what many of us love about them. And it's just not there anymore. And um, that's sad. I still love it. I mean, look at Clemson, Iowa State. All right. I mean, that's a great game with most of both sides playing in that game. But it feels like that's a lost art in the college football world for these bowl games. And that's, that's disappointing for those of us who do love the purity of the game. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Hey, you want to do me a favor here for the new year? How about you leave a rating and a review on iTunes because that's how I get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. You send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And that koozie is coming your way, all right? You just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to my email, PeteMundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Hit that subscribe button, and boy, you got a koozie. I'm looking at them right now. I got a big box, a couple hundred of them right here waiting for you. So it'll take you a minute. We appreciate you. It's a great way to help grow this show and also support our sponsors, MyBookie.com. Our promo code is BIG12. That's BIG12 to double your money on your first-time deposit. Happy New Year, guys. Appreciate you joining us here throughout a uh, wild 2021. Thank you for the growth of this show, of this website. It's because of you, word of mouth. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.